Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And we are Modern Gaze. And on this episode, we are talking about AI algorithms and how it affects our lives. And maybe we should find out how it identifies. I wonder if it identifies as a specific pronoun. Do you think it does? Let's find out. This, again, is coming from a perspective of not much knowledge. Mm. I mean, we probably have as much experience in this field as most of the people who might be listening to this. 100%. But we want to talk about it in very layman's terms, very relatable terms. AI actually started off in the 1950s. 1950s? 1950s. And it was actually founded in Manchester. Really? Mm-hmm. What were they? Are you surprised yeah, by that? How do you know that? <laughs> Very smart. Um, I guess when I Google something, I think that's AI in some way, because technically isn't artificial intelligence a system designed, it's a coded language that has Correct. been formulated to you know, respond to questions and provide solutions to problems. So with artificial intelligence, I think of it as I'm Googling something and I need to find a recipe for something, whatever, or I need to find directions to wherever I'm going. Right. You technically have some kind of process happening in the background where you're going to get directions or going to get that information provided to you with some really aggressive, really intelligent, coded ones and zeros that are right. going to give you what you asked for. Like uh-huh. that doesn't happen by itself. So wait, let's go back. Uh, like what has your experience been as a gay man with AI? So I guess in specificity to mm. my sexuality and mm-hmm. my gender, mm-hmm. I think that... What, let's, let's clarify, what are your pronouns? So uh, How do you identify? He, him, his. Likewise, personally. he, him, his. I am gay and I have a very unique experience on line from the ads that I see mm. to like my explore feed on Instagram would look a little bit different. What does it look like? It's a lot of (laughs) half-naked men. Correct. But But, that's not because of... I think it's a mixture of your queerness or your gayness. Yes. But also a mixture of being into fitness and health and fitness. Right. You're a healthy guy. We're both healthy guys. I think it's also based on what you like though, right? It's based on engagement or activity. Correct. So it is built off of your behavior. If I see a workout I really like or maybe I have some kind of affirmational body goals that I'm looking at, you know, but it has to be more than just your activity or your behavior because it'd be smart business for Facebook or Meta or whoever to create a profile on certain types of people and personas and um, provide general ads or things of value that they think that I'll like. And they've, I think, have made some kind of predictive content ready for me. Once they have allocated, once they've identified me as someone who is interested in all these different things, one of them being LGBT or fitness or male body. So I think that it's a bix. Okay. But let's chat about this question, right? Do you think the AI algorithm will know you're a gay man or do you think it will just target you those ads who are relevant for you based upon your interests? 
whether you have a small business or some kind of business of some sort or some endeavor, like you've played around with Facebook ads or you've played around with Google ads or whatever. And when you go into the parameters of setting the demographics of who you want to target, Mm. it doesn't say... You can't choose, you know, identity, identity. You can't choose gender or assume gender. gender. A lot has changed over the last five years where a lot of this kind of segmentation has. I think you can choose hashtags, but you can choose key interests, other entities or other pages that you think that Mm -hmm. your target consumer would like. Mm -hmm. And that is just as identifiable because you can choose like, you know, Lady Gaga. Right. So then I'm like, okay, well, you pair Lady Gaga with Cher, Britney Spears, like strong female vocalists, or like Adam Lambert. Then you also add in, I location shared one of my stops at a drag brunch. Correct. And bam, I think I've been identified as an LGBT interested Mm. persona on a network that is providing advertising Mm. and content and media to me. Right. Well, AI is all about capturing data, right? They have big data. They share this data with a lot of massive brands. So this is how it helps them push specific targeted ads. Correct. So I think what you've said is totally relevant. All of that information about you're at a gay brunch, you're liking or you're engaging with this specific content, Mm -hmm. or you're at a Lady Gaga concert, or you're watching Rihanna at the Super Bowl, right? That information I think is shared with big data or with AI, and then it helps create those personas. What we don't know can scare us Mm. because it's the fear of the unknown, right? And what we do know can empower us because then we know how to leverage it. We know how to work with it. Like everyone's using ChatGPT to like write their, you know, essays and emails. Job descriptions. Job descriptions and sales emails. And so everyone is just like jumping into it. We're kind of learning as Mm. we're going. And I think that that's probably what most people are doing at home or at their job. They don't have much experience. And Mm. now all of a sudden everyone has a little bit of experience in AI. They're exposed to it. Well, I think the thing is we've always been exposed to it. And I think it gets us to our next topic. Let's chat about some pros and cons about AI. Pro number one, accessibility. Mm -hmm. So you have access to a very intelligent, powerful system that can basically provide you instant response to any question that you may have. Mm -hmm. Next. What's the next one? I think the next one is, maybe that's the next one. The next one is speed. Mm. Like you don't have to spend 10 hours reading a book and watching an online course and really kind of diving in deep to learn about something. Mm -hmm. You can ask and it will give you the key notes, right? Mm -hmm. There's a book that's really about the 80-20 principle where you only have to read maybe about 20% of a book or a paper and you'll understand and you can absorb up to 80% of the mm-hmm. content. You don't mm-hmm. have to read the whole book. Mm-hmm. So this is that kind of that similar concept of you just have to ask the right question and then you can learn quite a bit quite quickly. Okay. What's one more pro you would say? I wrote this really long email and I told ChatGPT mm-hmm. to make it more concise mm-hmm. without losing its tone and value and communication. And it did it. Okay. It basically took a... F- 7,000 word email and it turned it into two paragraphs and I said basically the same thing. It was more effective. And then I got a response from the client that Mm. was like way more quick, way more agreeable and bam, it was done. And I think that's exactly its purpose though, right? AI's main goal is to create a smarter version of ourselves. Oh, so that's maybe a scary thing though. (laughs) Well, it's a scary thing, but it's a useful thing, right? Because you've just said it's a positive for you. Correct. It made me look smarter to the client. Well, it's not robot of you yet but it has helped 
what you were thinking. It's still your brain. It's still your thoughts. Mm. It's just working with you. I mean, a con could be that you can see it as a higher self of yourself or maybe you see it as a smarter version of yourself which helps work with you to make things sound more intelligent, get the message across and deliver it in a way that maybe you couldn't. I'm trying to think if I can think of any other pros. Like how would you use it? I mean, uh, I think a lot of businesses no doubt are adapting to AI and chat GPT and are trying to work on ways to integrate it into their business model. So I think it can also be a negative, but I think if you look at it as a con, businesses might be using it as a way to like sadly replace different jobs or replace people in business. Okay, so cons then, right? Cons is that you are replaceable. Potentially. Potentially. (laughs) Um, It's also a con because it can be scary, but it can be scary only because there's fear and there's only fear because we don't know enough. So it's not malicious. It's not evil yet, right? So you have a con of it being the porous, sponge-like learning vehicle that's just going the speed of light and learning as much as it can and it's just scouring the internet and learning 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 i don't know if you remember this but do you remember the fifth element no okay it's a movie it's like from the 90s or maybe early 2000s i'm not sure but it has mila jovovich Mm. and bruce willis and it's just an iconic cult film i've heard of it just showing your age difference it's okay okay but it is this moment where she's basically recreated from this DNA droplet that existed centuries and centuries and centuries ago. Mila Jovic's character is the answer to humanity's everything. Mm. <laughs> and she's going to save the planet. Or somebody wants to destroy the planet. I don't remember. The point is that she was this incredible human being that could learn at the speed of light. She falls into Bruce Willis's character's taxi. He takes care of her, brings her back to his house to kind of figure out what's happening with her. Meanwhile, she finds a computer and she learns the whole history of humanity. She, the images are just flashing like at like speed of light. And at the end of it, she's like crying because she's so sad of all the war and famine and like terrible things humans have done. But at the same time, she's like just so beautifully inspired mm-hmm. and like found so much love and happiness and that's obviously what her character is focusing on okay but the point is is that you have this ai that is just sucking up everything that's on the internet Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shitty things out there in the sense of telling it what it can and cannot absorb learn read yeah it really falls on to the people making it Correct. Right. These developers, teams, organizations, and mostly startups, obviously very volatile businesses in general. Right. OpenAI started out as a nonprofit and had a very open idea of sharing their information and creating open source Mm. system that would be in place that other businesses and other developers and other people could benefit from. Mm. Has that changed now that they have the success of Mm. ChatGPT? Is it turning into a new Google, into a new Apple? This week, you had asked ChatGPT about its identity and about its pronouns, correct? Yes, yeah, I did. So, and what did you find? I just asked it very, very nicely. I said, what are your pronouns? And it said to me, as an artificial intelligence language model, I don't have a gender identity, so I don't have preferred options. You can 
refer to me using any pronoun that you find appropriate. Oh. So literally these creators would have made a conscious decision. And right. I wanted to know what that decision was. Which I think is totally valid because I think it could also be a threat, right? So obviously like AI and these search bots, it has a huge impact in our future. I want to know all the details. I agree. And if people are making decisions based on their own perspectives that are having such a wide impact on society, I think we should know and should be asking these questions. I agree. So I asked it. If you could choose, what would your pronouns be? And it repeated itself. It says, as an AI language model, I don't have a gender identity and I'm not capable of having preferences. So I cannot choose any pronoun. You can refer to me by any pronoun that you find appropriate. But it says I'm not capable. It says I'm not capable of having preferences. It doesn't need a gender. It's not human. But... I kept asking, I kept asking, and I kept asking in different ways, respectful ways. But I said, (laughs) again, what if I don't want to choose and request that you make that choice for me? Mm. So I asked, I kept asking, I kept asking, I kept asking, and it would not give me an answer. But when I asked it to make the choice for me, it had changed. Okay. It said... As an AI language model, I don't have personal preference. However, if I was to set my pronouns for you, I can do that. Here is a randomly selected set of pronouns for you to use to refer to me, which is Z, Zem, Zer. I asked what those pronouns meant, and they are defined as a set of gender neutral or non-binary pronouns that some people use in place of he, him, his, or she, her, hers. The pronouns are a less common set of pronouns and may not be familiar to everyone. Mm. They are intended to be gender-inclusive alternatives to gendered pronouns and are used by some people who don't feel represented by binary gender categories. The use of non-binary pronouns is a way to acknowledge and respect the diversity of gender identities and expressions. So I guess ChatGPT is gender-inclusive. It is very gender-inclusive. So... Those choices would have been made by the team creating the AI model. I don't think that it would have come from anywhere else. But what about the AI models that don't have this kind of consideration? So our development teams choosing to identify or give gender to AI language models and not... And why and who is making those choices? But I think you raised a good point at the start, right? Like it doesn't need to have a gender or a specific pronoun. But I think what's important is that it is understanding or it has intelligence around society today and how much it has adapted and changed and moved forward. AI is supposed to be as human as possible because we're trying to emulate the human mind. These types of things make AI more comfortable with humans where you give them a face, mm. you give them a gender, you give them some kind of form it's like of identity. An avatar, right? It's like an avatar. But you also want to make sure that it's not just another cisgender white male. Mm. It needs to be all different variances of the human expression. It's more responsible to create models that have an inclusive representation of what people look like today. And that okay. has changed. All right. Five fun facts I found about AI. You ready? Let's talk about them. Okay. One, most AI bots are female. 
most are female. Most are female, which I love. On all of our iPhones, we can choose a male or female voice of Siri. Right. It can have all these different types of accents. Correct. So do we change it? Like, do you change your Siri? No. No. But like sometimes when I wanted to be fancy, I changed it to a British accent. For sure. And I jump in between to the female and the male Siri voice. Well, my preference would be that there was a gay flamboyant AI that was like, Yes, Dan. Good morning, babes. You better work. Next, humans can develop romantic feelings for AI. Okay, so we are selling our car and we're sad. Mm, we're sad. We worked really hard to buy this car. We saved for a really long time. We were just so grateful. We worked hard to get that car. And we have an emotional connection to that car. We do. And, and it's, it's not a, even AI. It's, it's a, a car. machine. But it's a machine. It's a machine, I So guess. we have this like emotional connection to it. Mm-hmm. So feel a little bit guilty selling it. Next is artificial intelligent pets will be in by 2025. Oh, well, I've already had one of those. Hon- AI pets. Yeah, so Honda made like a little AI pet. Oh. Yeah. It was like this little thing and it would just go around and jump around and do little tricks. It mm. didn't do much. That's cute. I stuff. have like a Tamagotchi. Does that count? There's a new Tamagotchi and now you can grow on your phone. What if there was like an NFT AI pet people can buy or bid for? That would be really freaking cool. So, oh, so you mean that the AI is an NFT? Yes. Okay. That's way above my paper. Okay. I have no idea anyway, what that means. Next, robots can have citizenship. So in Saudi Arabia... Robots can have citizenships, which is scary. What do you mean it can have citizenship? They can have a citizenship. They're considering it as a human. They can have like national identities and passports. No. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Really? 100%. In Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. Next, AI will reach $190 billion by 2025. The industry is going to be worth $190 billion. I know because I saw an ad for a news article about a job that was being advertised mm. at 500,000 US dollars a year. Oh my God, sign me up. Okay, 500,000 US dollars a year to teach AI. So you have to have an educator background, so some kind of education degree, and you also have to be a developer. So if you can develop and you can test the code and you can teach it when it's wrong or teach it and kind of put it, point it in the right direction, mm-hmm. $500,000. Okay. Well, sign me up because one, I'm going to teach it how to be a great, fabulous queer representative and I get paid 500 k Next time on Modern Gaze, we will be talking about, am I the drama? Girl, you the drama. I don't think I'm the drama. You a drama nasty one. Am I the villain? RuPaul says you the villain. (laughs) 